It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show. Broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and Northwest Ohio. This is X's and Bros. At midcourt, extra pass. And it goes for the win! The three-pointer by Jordan Poole! Here's the give. Walker! Kenny Walker! Touchdown! Smarty! Goff's got it. Back, looks, throws, and so yes. caught! Touchdown to Craig Lyons! They did it! Armin Ross, they brought the receiving end! Sends one to deep left center field. Back it goes, and that ball's out of here! A grand slam from a young Cabrera. He's got two goals. Marvin Inundo scores! His first career hat trick in his seventh season for Dylan Larkin. Here's your host, Anthony Bellino. Rise and shine, folks. Good feel-good Friday to you. It is the 10th day of March, 2023. We welcome you here to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Danny Kaye, Ryan Elke, Anthony Bellino, all joining you. Thank you for joining us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio as well. From Traverse City down to the Glass City, GR to the Motor City, Say good morning to you. We welcome you. We thank you. We appreciate you. And of course, we encourage you. Join the program at any time. You can text the keyword sports radio. Send that to 21,000. Sports radio to 21,000. Meyer Supercenter guest line 248-951-2176. 248-951-2176. We're on Twitter at Mornings, Facebook, X's and Bros. And of course, good morning to our television audience as well. On Comcast, or no, on BCSN, on Buckeye Broadband, and streaming live on the YouTube at Michigan Sports Network. Add a uh, dot com to that to find our website, xbmornings at gmail.com, is our fan feedback email inbox. And you can find us all individually on Twitter. Danny Kahalen is a Dan of the studio. Ryan Elke is at Ryan L underscore key. And I'm Anthony Bellino at AC Bellino. Uh, gentlemen, good morning to uh, to both of you. How are we this morning? What's going on over there? Happy Friday. How's the weather? I, What's I saw up? we got a little dust on the ground. Yeah, uh, you know, I was just sitting here thinking. I mean, school is not just about teaching, like, actual things from a book. Correct. It's about learning. Yes. That you have to get up every day and do things and you have responsibilities. The teachers, I mean, just you're calling this, you're calling school literally as school is getting out the day prior when you don't even know well, if there will be snow in the morning. It's just no just, teachers are making that call. Okay, whoever it is, it's the, the, it's ridiculous. Like the kids board. are getting it. Just, you just have to, you got to suck it up sometimes and just go to school. Like that's just there's a dusting. There's a dusting out there, and every school in Metro Detroit is closed. Ridiculous. They closed the night before. You should have to wake the up night and watch before, the ticker. It was the school you should have I, to watch the ticker at the bottom of the screen. Yes. What districts are closed? The school I went to, St. Linus. Love Linus. Li- as school was getting out yesterday, they put it on their Facebook page that they were closed today. That's crazy. Wow. 
say. My my kids already didn't have school for tomorrow for a development day, I believe, so didn't even have to worry about anything last night this morning. Jeez. Um yeah, I, I mean, hey, wait a minute. It's, Dan, it sounds are you are you climbing over to the good side here? Uh, you taking a trip back in time? Yeah, Dan. <laughs> Dan's walking walked uphill both ways this morning. I work. mean, don't get me wrong. My the, school the, the one five snow day away. where it rained that was the best one. <laughs> the one where they're like, oh, we got we got cancel school. It's gonna snow, and then it was like it, it just rained, bro. Like let's wait and see what happens. I'll, nobody does nobody does better advertising for the grocery business though than the weatherman. I mean, oh, my yeah. uncle, you my uncle, love all, it. Oh, my uncle that's why says, your uncle was there early yesterday. He knew uh, he, he always says one more pandemic. We're, we're retiring. That's all we need is one more. Like it's insane. The level of panic that people go through it's snow. What are you people making French toast? Like, why are you going after bread, eggs, and milk? Like, what are you making with that? What is this? 1930? Like what's going on? I, I in I case you're going to be stuck inside, you need bread that you know never goes bad. You can put it in the freezer. Yeah, you could definitely refrigerate bread. I do that all the time. Oh, refrigerating bread will save your bread. I mean, it'll I can't last believe... triple the time. Oh yeah, I can't believe people haven't been doing this like my whole life. Like there's a spot in the top left hand corner of my fridge. That's where the bread slides in. Like you just grab a loaf and whoop, throw it in there. Not like I eat a lot of bread anyways, but I mean, you never know when you're going to need a peanut butter and jelly sandwich at 1030 at night. You know what I mean? Just a, just a little hankering. Just a little something. Sheps, Sheps, every single day lunch when he's at home. I'm not exaggerating. Every single day when Shep is at home, peanut butter and jelly. Really? Yes. Wow. I didn't, I, I, I kind of pegged him for a, uh. For a uh, lobster bisque kind of guy. <laughs> what? Some crab cakes? Crab cakes and some lob- lobster bisque is what I thought Chef was going to be having. I wish uh, I wish he would check his Twitter uh, because I would tweet that to him right now. I'd be like, are we having PB&Js today or are we having lobster bisque? What's the deal? Uh, that's what I, I just, a crazy, crazy assumption there on my part. But yeah, the weatherman, like I, I looked out the, the window this morning just to see how atrocious, oh my God, are we ever going to survive? And it's, it's just dust down here. There's no, there's nothing to, to say. It about. just started as I was leaving for work this morning. So we'll see at the end of the show where we're at. Yeah. I mean, maybe by nine o'clock, I, regardless, I mean, there could be five inches. I'm still going to have to drive to work. I still have a half hour commute. I still have to take I-75. Like it just is what like the world isn't gonna stop because there's three inches. And of that's snow on the that's ground. my point. Oh, I know. I get your point. Like, Send them these to kids need to realize, like Jeez, no. You you gotta get up. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Send them to school. How quickly you guys forget you were just rooting for this as children. No, if I wanted a day off, I would just I'm not gonna I would have fake atitis. That's what yeah, that wasn't that wasn't a real thing um, at my house. But yeah, of course, there's a lot of things I rooted for when I was a child that uh, that just don't make sense today as an adult. It's like, no, I understand why adults did this. Yeah, you are Rob, the children of today of the childhood you had. How many snow days do they get a year? Like, dear God, I mean, they're never in school. 
They got breaks like your kids got development day. What is that? Are you going to work on your jump shots? Are you I hope develop? so. They better. Please. Final <laughs> game of the year tomorrow. But can't go out in the driveway because there's a half an inch of snow, so everybody's going to stay inside. What's really out. annoying is that next week for St. Patrick's Day, there's a half day, and I think that's solely just for the teachers because St. Patrick's Day is on a Friday. Yeah, why wouldn't they just push the development day seven days? Is... I don't know. Huh. Interesting. I think Very that's weird. just full. You're telling – yeah, back to back Friday. Oh yeah, you got a no... day off and a half day. They're getting even, even better. The following week, the last week of March is their spring break, so <laughs> I don't think they went to school in March. <laughs> they averaged three and a half school days in the month of March. Like that's crazy. That's about the amount of work I average with when the NCAA tournament starts. Three and a half days a week. Yeah, that's not bad. That's, Monday, uh... Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday morning. And then it's all downhill from there. And then it's all downhill for a couple of weeks, even though there's no games played Monday through Wednesday. I'm, I'm still just sitting there like, nope, not doing it. Well, you got to prepare. Yeah. You can't just be. I mean, just you gotta recovery. Look at, you got to look at your DraftKings. You know, you got to look at. There probably is going to be snow on the ground, so that means that you're not going to be able to work anyways because there's like there's snow. What are we supposed to do? How are we ever going to survive? So you got to you know check out, place your bets, you know, get your wagers in. Your March Madness sixty-six game parlay. Our boy, uh, I don't know if it's Tomas or Tomash or Thomas. There's only one Tomash, and that's Tatar. Well, it's T O M A S, so I'm not really sure, but he he tweets at us all the time. He uh, he sent in a picture in, from Delton, Michigan, southwest corner of Michigan. Don't I have no idea? I just googled it. There's they actually have snow, but. We don't they have snow. By, yeah, Me- no, Metro Detroit like, does not have that much snow right now. Right. Folks, if you're listening to us in Traverse City, none of that even applies to you because you guys deal with real snow up there. We get one real snow a year. I mean, you know, if, if you're in Sault Ste. Marie listening on WJNL, you know, you know what real snow looks like. If we got one of those down here, I mean, that's the kind of snow that shuts down Carolina for like weeks. Like that, they just know how to handle it. They're like wilderness people. We'll step aside. We'll be back with more X's and Bros. Pistons basketball last night. They lost. Surprising. Get more for your money at Meyer Right now, mix or match over a 1,000 items and pay just $1 each when you buy seven of items like extra-large avocados, select varieties of Campbell's Condensed Soup, and select Body Armor Super Drink. Plus, it's double points week. Earn two times the points for every dollar you spend through Emperor's. No clip necessary. Get more for your money this week at Meyer. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Excludes fuel. Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now he's a managing partner at Bean Garter. They are one of America's top accounting and business firms, and they're stronger than ever before with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of Michigan. If you're a small business, big business, and you're looking for the professionals who can help your business on any tax or business need you have, go to beangarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And we're close to March Madness, so be looking for our huge bracket challenge where you could win big cash, courtesy of Tom Rosenbach and his team from Bean Garter. We'll have more details in the coming weeks. But if you're a business decision maker or owner and you're looking for professionals to help your business, contact Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Garter. B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R dot com. 
we might have just come out with our most refreshing Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Thoughts all morning long on the Meyer Guest Line. Call 248-951-2176. That's 248-951-2176. Now, back to Danny, Ryan, and A.B. Welcome back here to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Danny Cahalen, Ryan Elke, Anthony Bellino, all joining you. Thank you for joining us. There's Thomas, the number one Lions fan. You got some snow on the road there in Delton. Somebody from Hudsonville checking in eight inches in ice cream land. Hey, you guys got real snow. If you're on the west side, you're getting that lake effect. That's real snow. Uh, trust me, I'm not trying to hold you down. I'm talking about us, us peasants over here on the east side of the state. A little, little cloud all of a sudden. Oh, yeah, It's the adults who call in because of the snow. Uh, I don't know. I think it has more to do with the buses and liability. I think. Um, but that I don't know. I don't know that for sure. Uh, one team that should have had a snow day uh, was the uh, Detroit Pistons. So I upset some members of Pistons Twitter last night because I saw, you know, I saw some people tweeting uh, about Killian Hayes. They were talking about his effort versus his shooting. And, you know, he just, uh, he was 0 for 6 from the field. He only scored one point. He had four rebounds and five assists. He was a minus nine, couple of turnovers, couple of fouls. And so I just chimed in like, oh, well, you know, Tyrese Halliburton's having a rough night right now. I think the Pacers were in the fourth quarter. He had like 13 points and 16 assists. And someone had said that they were just, oh, they're, they're, there's no such thing as a perfect draft. I'm over it. Let's move on. And I said, I mean, that's fine. If that's where you're at, okay. But this would be, this is the equivalent of Aiden Hutchinson turning out to be who was that big offensive lineman that was a bust that was number one overall? This is like Aiden Hutchinson turning into Ryan Leaf last year. Can you imagine the outrage had Aiden Hutchinson been selected number two overall and then done absolutely nothing for the first his rookie year and people just kept saying, give it time, give it time, give it time. Uh, I don't. He- I, truthfully, I don't know Even, like, if he would have been mediocre. People would have been mad. I rate if he was like terrible. I, I really don't think people like he's just like a kid from Divine Child. I don't think people would have been like Adam on Twitter and stuff like that. You don't think people? No. I, and other in, I think in if he other was me- stations and other stations wouldn't have beat that like a drum. No, think- I think he, if he was mediocre, yes, he was. Beyond our wildest dreams, better. Right, that. I'm saying that if he was in, mediocre, people would have been mad. If he was if he really, really Killian bad, Hayes? then then it would have been like, <laughs> oh, we did it again. 
now we did it to the hometown guy. That's what it would have. I don't. I really don't know because he's he's truly like that hometown kid. I don't. In a couple of years, yeah, if he was really bad, sure, it it could get that way. But it wouldn't. I don't think it would have been that way as a rookie. Yeah, this is. Um, if Aiden Hutchinson would have been Killian Hayes, this state city fan base would have lost their mind he would have been a walking pinata but we've if he was you know, charles rogers oh think about it okay so I, that's what i brought up and i said look i know i know one first round pick is an absolute miss one of the picks isn't even on the team and the other uh, has been traded and one guy is just on the team right now well, one of those first-round picks was traded for another first. The team that traded their former first-round pick for Sadiq Bay, they got draft cap a lot of it. Sadiq Bay did not go to their team to contribute. He went to a third party. The Warriors were not licking their chops, waiting on Sadiq Bay to ride in on his horse as the white knight in shining three-point armor they don't even need his services we'll take the picks you can go to atlanta we don't need you there's a second rounder isaiah livers he's getting a lot of time right now they're trying to figure out whether or not he's a legitimate nba player i don't really know jury's out uh this is an awful uh, just a god-awful lineup um I can't give Troy Weaver a pass. I can't. And I know that, I, I look, I was all in too. I get it. I was all in. And I didn't even really, Sadiq Bay and Isaiah Stewart were two names I was going to have to get familiar with. And Killian Hayes, I was not happy with that, but that's okay. All right, we got two out of the three were, you know, all rookie selections. This is great. Sadiq Bay. You know, and the way that he was playing the game of basketball was not going to, was not going to mesh. The team puts together a, a good first season for those guys. They go and get the number one pick. They spend the number one pick on Cade Cunningham. He has an okay year last year. Probably could have been a rookie of the year, but the team wasn't any good. Okay. They go back to the draft and they get two selections I really, really like because finally they got some athletes. You got to have a, a superior athleticism to play in the NBA. That's why guys like Jokic, you know, if you can if you can get out there and not be one of these crazy high flying athletes, it really is it's an anomaly. Like you can make a list of guys you're like, oh, "I don't think that, I don't know." I don't know. And Duncan Robinson is still more athletic than anybody who's listening to this program probably right now. You know, we see how things are going there in Miami for him. Troy Weaver, like, I can't give you a pass for that. I like Ivy and I like Duran. If you don't get Wemby, Scoot's a guard, what are you going to do? Because there's, there's really not a whole lot in this draft everybody's all excited about. And this team right now, you go out there, you lose 113 to 103 to the Charlotte Hornets. Our good friend Terry, who is our uh, Pistons and Tigers research uh, analyst, once again, the Detroit Pistons. Got off to a slow start, couldn't make up enough ground in a 10-point loss to the Hornets. Detroit fans aren't looking for wins at this point. 
There's two on the roster, played well. Corey Joseph had a really good game, leading the team with 17 points off the bench. James Wiseman at 16, uh, shooting 8 of 12 from the field, projected season-ending record, 18 and 64. Yeah, I kind of like Wiseman's fit so far. I kind of great. He's I, uh thank you Golden State because he's going to be very good. Uh that, that might be a really nice trade when we look at when we look back at that you might say okay like he took a flyer on a guy that wasn't getting the minutes, wasn't getting the reps, was never going to see the time at Golden State cuz they're already built. They don't they don't they're not, not going to mess around with this. I don't have, I don't have time to stop and teach you. You either know what you're doing and get on board or you get off the boat. They did that. That's perfectly fine. They are the they're the Warriors. They're gonna sneak up on people in the playoffs. People thought they fell off. Steph's getting healthy. Good game last night. You know, talk a little trash. Dylan Brooks, that was fun. You know, Kaminga's coming on. You got Jordan Poole. Wiggins will get back at some point. Like they're gonna be just fine. The Pistons, they're not anywhere close to that. So I was asked yesterday about the way that they're building this team. With all these bigs, I like it. You got four front court players. You've got in whatever combination, but I would imagine they're probably going to try to figure out if it's going to be, you know, Enduran who played limited minutes last night. He was sensational. How about that block he had off the glass? That was beautiful. He had eight points, nine rebounds, four of eight from the field. Like, I mean, he was minus twenty three. But really, all I can ask for is for him to get out there and contribute. But you have Duran, Bagley, Wiseman, Stu. There's your front court all set. Then you have two guards you know for sure in Iden, uh, Ivy and uh, Cunningham. It's when you combine the two, you get Iden, Ivy and Cunningham. You have Boyan. All right, so now we have a wing. We just need a one more super athletic scoring wing, and then they can cut the roster down from there however they want. I would keep Hamadou Diallo, but you know I'm a big Hammy fan. Corey Joseph has played well. Can you move Killian Hayes? Can you Kid. trade him somewhere? Can you get him the hell out Bye, of here? Bye, Corey! Bye. Would you rather have Corey Joseph or Killian Hayes? I mean, Killian gives you more on the defensive side, but he Why gives you we... absolutely nothing offensively. Yeah, they can both go. Wow. Sell them both. Jeez Louise. All right, we'll step aside when we return. Michigan basketball. I, I put it off long enough. Michigan basketball. Get ready for the NIT, baby. We'll talk about it next. X's and bros, Michigan Sports Network. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.com. TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. 
The new M-Perks is here. Reward yourself with dollars off your purchases, fuel rewards, and more at Meyer. Earn 10 points on nearly every dollar you spend when you shop in-store or on Meyer.com. Then use your points to claim and redeem rewards any way you want. Plus, earn points for every qualifying prescription filled at your Meyer pharmacy. Download the Meyer app to sign up, or if you're already using M-Perks, start earning points and saving today. Save more with M-Perks. Exclusions apply. See Meyer.com to learn more. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Traverse City to the Glass City, GR to the Motor City. You're listening to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. If you are watching on our YouTube stream or on VCSN on Buckeye Cable, I do not condone the use of that image. Thank you, Mr. Mr. Stephen A. What a god-awful, brutal performance from the Michigan Wolverines yesterday. Lunch has been canceled today due to lack of hustle. When you really think about it, it is... I mean, I don't know how you... I really don't know how you become... How is your offense that inept? How do you get your big man out there shooting threes? The one made three-pointer at the 15-02 or 04 mark, whatever I said. And you don't get another bucket from the field until a minute and four seconds are left. How does that happen? How? You know, getting out, you know, you giving up offensive rebounds. You're out there turning the ball over, Kobe Bufkin. Oh, my God, what happened to you? Seven of the team's 14 turnovers. Seven of them came from Kobe Bufkin alone. Uh, You continue to get, like, zero from the bench. I just... I mean, Hunter did his thing in 24-7-2. Eight of 17 from the floor. Uh, Jed Howard, you know, people are talking about lottery. Okay. Kobe had a bad day. Bad day to have a bad day, Mr. Kobe. 
And uh, my boy Doug McBuckets, tough day shooting the basketball. But overall, I mean, 35% for the field, 33% from three, 70% from the line. Uh, a, you lose the turnover battle. You get out-rebounded by seven. You get you know, 10 steals against you. Lose the turnover battle by five. The only way you, you scored at all in the second half was at the free throw line. I mean, 50 points? Just, 50 points. Rutgers, um, they played some swarming defense in the second half, uh, just trapping and trap. It was very impressive. And we don't handle that um, well. We do not handle that well at all. Yeah, they yeah. – and – yeah, they, um, you know, as soon as they could, you know, get it over half court, it was like, it was over, you know, turnover every single time. It seemed like they just zero rhythm for Michigan. Yeah, it's, um, it's bad. It is. It, it's, it's so bad. I'm not even sure what to, or how to present this in any other form or fashion then i got the text message that was talking about the wnit and we talked about this like maybe a month and a half ago roughly give or take where i was asking coach barlow what the criteria was for uh, the nit in regards to michigan and the best thing that they could have done is prove me wrong and say, oh, no, we're going to go on this nice run. We're on the bubble, outside looking in. Everything's in front of us. It's ours for the taking. Whatever we want to achieve, we can achieve. And that's just not, that's just not enough. It's. Three straight losses on the way out. I, I don't know, man. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I don't know if you take an NIT bid. That's just my opinion on it. I don't know. I don't know if I I don't know if I would do it. I don't know if you just shut this thing down. One, two, three, Cancun. You know, everybody, you know, finish the spring semester strong for those of you that actually care about going to school. Um, everybody else will see in the gym at this day. Let's go decompress for a while. I, I don't see how, I mean, maybe it's the extra practices okay, I guess. Uh, I don't see how anything in the NIT helps you at all. I really don't. And I felt bad talking about a month and a half ago. And the team showed a little bit of life. And they gave me a little bit of hope. And Barlow called me out. We got the Barlow Bowl later on today at 5 o'clock. Toledo taking on Ohio. But... You know they they win those three state uh, three straight Michigan State Rutgers Wisconsin you're feeling pretty good they take those uh, road trip uh, road trip games to Illinois and Indiana that was their opportunity you know just win one you should be good can't win either going to overtime uh, shoot the ball miserably in the second half and they just they don't have enough shooting you know they don't have a recruit that's in the top eighty nationally next year. Uh, this ain't good. It don't, hey, this is not good. If Hunter Dickinson leaves, you're in big trouble. Big trouble. Because I don't know where else you're getting buckets from. 
I mean, who else is going to guarantee you almost 20 points a night? At the college level, you know how I feel about that? That's like, you know, an extra. It's like 30 at the NBA level if you're getting 20. Just to me, this team has been such a disappointment. I guess that's the best way to put it. Just disappointing. Somebody said to me that they haven't really been following along too much this year because there's no connection to this team. Like they're just that's, not a, very, that, that's a good way not, to put it. They're not very likable is what they said. And I said, uh, what do you mean? And, and, and they said, well, I just don't really feel like I, I don't really feel like I have a rooting interest in the people on the team. And so therefore it doesn't really matter to me. I'll just watch the women. I mean, I think that I, I, I like Doug. In compared to the two, I, I think the, you know, they've been heavy in the transfer portal the last couple of years. That's, you know just not really guys that are sticking around for three or four, you know, even it, two to three years. Well, I have diehard Michigan fans. Like the picture that was shown at the beginning of the segment, I sent to my friends because they're complaining about the game. And everybody's like, I'm so tired of this guy. Yeah. A lot of people like, are. I'm lot, tired I'm, of the antics. I'm tired. Like I'm just so fed up with it. A lot of people have fatigue. Uh, you know how I feel about that, that image. You know how I feel about that ski mask thing. Not a fan. Uh, I'm not a fan of people walking around with ski masks anyways. Um, well, that and it's just like also you're due to the number what, 12 team in the Big Ten stealing a victory from. Circus. Circus. So goodbye NCAA tournament for Michigan. Um, and it's on the screen. I don't know if you have st- – Mention the stat that's on the screen. The second ice half. cold second half shooting. Michigan was four of twenty one. Three of those field goals came in the final minute. So that means the first nineteen minutes of the second half, Michigan made one field goal. All they could do is make free throws. That's it. Um, they look like they look like a team that's tired and defeated. That's what they look like to me. So. And they've they've played a lot of hoops in the last week. You know, three overtime periods, travel. Uh, they, I mean, they. It's one thing if you're playing well, it doesn't matter. But when you start taking L's, and you start getting mentally beat too, it's, it's a wrap. It is. They've shown some really nice signs, like the way that they handled Northwestern on the road, beat them to like a you know to a bloody pulp, almost beat them by twenty. Um, they. Beat Wisconsin at home pretty well. Beat Michigan State at home. And beat Ohio State. Like, that's that's good. Great, grand, wonderful. Uh, beat Maryland by damn near 40. Like, that's cool. Uh, but uh, the season has been what the season has been. And I would say it's been a little bit of an exhausting disappointment. That's what I would say. And I, I'm saying that pretty lightly. An exhausting disappointment because I have an employer. So... I got to try to not mince my words too much, uh, and you know, make sure that this is something that we could talk about and just in and discuss. Well, yeah, and then like even before the Big Ten tournament started, I know there was that clip of John Rothstein going around of Michigan's NCAA tournament bid. He goes, "Well, based on on vibes, this team should be in because of what they've done in the tournament." And then I was listening to Mark Titus's podcast, and he was just like. Yeah, there's talent there. You can look at it, but at some point you just got to – the record shows who exactly who they are. Yeah. 
Like we can all hope that they would turn a corner and do this, but it's it's all right here for us. There's no point of trying to play the game of, well, they could be this, it could be that. Like, no, they're exactly this. They're a barely over 500 team. That's they played what they to the level of every single competition they had. And I don't know if there is an answer in this upcoming recruiting cycle for the 2023 class. Like I said, there are, only, there, there are two commits. They don't have a top 80 player in the country. There's only 50 states. There's only so many schools. There's only so many blue bloods. Like, how do you not have a, a top 25 player that's coming? I don't, I don't get that at all. Um, but that's the reality of the situation. I don't know. I don't want to keep dabbling in the portal. Uh, I'm over that. Uh, across the board, I'm over it. I think they should bring back the sit out one year rule. But everybody's, uh, you know, it's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. Well, okay. It's going to have just, you know, people just jumping all over the place. Well, you can do it in your job. Well, then go get a job because these are the rules that we play by in this industry. How about that? How about that? You want to have freedom of movement? You want to be able to jump ship every year and play for six schools and get extra years of eligibility and this waiver and that waiver? And And actually in our type of work, it's very common for people to have non-compete clause where they can't work in for a year. Huh, that's suspicious. Imagine that. Yeah, I like I'm I'm over the portal, so I hope that they don't believe that that is going to be the uh, the answer. And you think about what this team could have been, you know, Colin Castleton before he I think he broke his hand, is having a really nice year in the SEC at Florida. Cole Bajima starting and averaging close to ten points a game in, in Washington, right? Where what about what about Zeb and Brandon Johns Jr. and David DeJulius? What about those guys? They would all be elder statesmen. Um, you can't have Caleb Musa and company can't have all those guys leaving early for the league. And then half your roster get wiped out due to the portal. So retention is going to be, that word is going to be severely underused, but probably, uh, the most important is being able to retain your own players. But, uh, I'm not close to saying that the, the program is on the brink of, you know, epic doom and destruction. But this is bad. This is, I'm telling you all right now, this is very, very bad. There were some things that happened this season that a lot of fans weren't happy about. There was a record that a lot of fans aren't happy about. And honeymoon season is over. And there were some things last year that a lot of fans were not happy about. So they've got, they've got a lot of work to do. Because at the end of the day, when you look back to John Beeline, his teams are likable. He's a likable, he's a lovable old man. That's why Ryan couldn't say anything bad about him because he loves John Beeline secretly. And if Tom Izzo wasn't his head coach and John Beeline was, he'd feel the same way. It's not a secret. No, no, he loves John Beeline. Yeah, I've said it before. I've told all my friends, I hate John Beeline because he was too good at his job. That was the only thing I didn't like about him. And he's very smiley. Because... He came in with an attitude of we're doing it this way. We're doing things the right way. And he got players to play for him, and he did it exactly the way he wanted to. It It is amazing to me that when you put your foot down and draw the line in the sand, this is what we're going to do, and this is how we're going to do it. Either you get on board or you don't. You know, culture is so much more important than talent. I think we've come to that crossroad here. 
and I think every coach at the beginning, like they figure that out. It's just hard to figure it out when, you know, the the issue could be the coach's son. Mm-hmm. And that's the hardest one. Because if it's just that, hey, this five-star prospect didn't work out, there were some attitude issues, nothing really meshed, you know, all right, forgive and forget. When it's the kid's son, like, you can't make that change in season. <laughs> no, you really can't. You cannot, uh, I, I don't know. I don't and know this is not on John because it's like there, there's mom at home to deal with. Well, there's son at home to deal with. Yeah. Well, it's a guys, delicate situation. Hey, I, hey, don't make me pull a Tiger Woods. You guys like this home? Who, who, who paid for this home? Who has, who has the nine-figure contract? They're going to shut up and listen to what I say. Here's, hey, here's what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. The best part about this is I have one of my my very first point guard and my very first team coaching uh, had his uh, first day two days ago, right? And so he is, uh, we get to work together. And he just wanted to re- rehash every story from every practice, everything that ever happened. He's like, do you remember this? Do you remember that? Do you remember this? Do you remember that? And I'm like, I, I'm trying to keep up. And I'm like, I remember certain things. But no, I don't. I don't remember you know, giving you guys a motivational speech as sixth graders talking about wake up in the morning and, um, and urinating excellence. I don't, I don't remember that coming out. I don't remember saying that to be honest with you. Um, but it is like, it's, it's so interesting to hear, the, you know, him talk about like the team and, and to finally get into like his perspective of how he saw things and what makes good teams, good teams. And for all the shots that Dan Campbell took about culture, for all the shots that Dan Campbell took about, you know, a rah-rah coach, you got to have culture. It matters more than talent because dysfunctional talent is worthless. It's worthless. And somebody at some point has got to put their foot down and really reel this group in to say, here, this is this is what we need. Now, I'm not, I, uh, although not having a top 80 recruit, although that isn't um, necessarily desirable, Caleb Houston was the most highly touted recruit Michigan's ever had, according to 24-7 Sports. Did you know that? The highest-ranked recruit. Is he better than Tim Hardaway Jr.? No. Is he better than Franz Wagner? No. Is he better than Moritz Wagner? No. Hell, he's not even better than Doug McDaniel, in my opinion. But Doug's just small. To me, he's like, he's a Glenn Robinson the third type. Where you could see the talent, but it was like every five games. That's crazy. You know the number two most highly touted recruit is in Michigan basketball history? Is it Glenn Robinson? Glenn Robinson. Very good call. Guys on fire. But he's like, hot early. He's all spartaned out. First time I seen you this morning, I didn't realize you're all spartaned out on me. Well, yeah, two thirty, the Ohio State. I got to try to. Yeah, he does have red on under it too. Oh, yeah, yeah, that shirt. that, that so. loser Buckeye Spartan was tweeting me yesterday. Both of my teams are still. Can you imagine having to say both of my teams? It's like, come on. So what's he gonna do tomorrow? Uh, today at two thirty. Hopefully run. Hopefully run as hard as he can, as fast as he can, right into a wall. We'll step aside. Hour number two is next. Texas and Bros, Michigan Sports Network.